your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. There's been a call to rename Bedford Row in Limerick City Centre. Many of you listening will know it very well as Hamdallah Row to show solidarity with the people of Palestine. People before prophets Rory Fahey, who is a candidate in the upcoming local elections in June, has suggested the change. He joins me now alongside independent Limerick councillor Emmett O'Brien. And uh, you are both very welcome, Um Rory, what's this about? Uh, why are you suggesting it? Uh, I'm suggesting it just because over the last couple of months, every weekend, hundreds of people in Limerick have come out to show their solidarity for Palestine. Uh, you know, There's been massive demonstrations that have walked and marched through the city, um, calling for the government to take action. Uh, so rather than just you know put forward words saying that they disagree with Israel's action or uh, genocide, really, within uh, Gaza, you know, to really go and put forward uh, action on it. So this is just to show the solidarity between Limerick uh, and Palestine. And it goes back a long time. It's not just, you know, the last few weeks. Uh, in 2022, after Israel murdered uh, journalist Shireen Abu Akla uh, in Janine, uh, there was massive demonstrations as well in Limerick uh, in, in support of Palestine. That was followed up by more bombings as well in 2022. Uh, from 2008, there's been um, demonstrations and vigils in support of uh, Palestine every December uh, due to the invasion uh, called Cast Lead. So I think th- this is, goes back an awful long time, even bringing over children in 2017 and 2018 to play soccer here in Limerick. So I think it would be good to go and show solidarity with Palestine in that way. Okay, I mean, so, so can you explain to me then what Handala is representative of? Because you're suggesting the Bedford Row should be renamed Handala Row. Yeah, look, I'm not completely sold on the name, but I think Handala is nice. And uh, so what it is, is a, a cartoon representation uh, created by a cartoonist, Najir Al-Ali, who was assassinated in 1987. But it was created then as just a small 10-year-old boy uh, to represent uh, Palestinian refugees. Over time, it became a symbol of um, Palestine national liberation, and even then taken up by uh, liberations across the world, including in apartheid South Africa. So it's interesting now that you have this uh, connection between uh, the support of Palestinians for uh, black people in apartheid South Africa, and that coming back around again with South Africa's case in the International Court of Justice. So it's it's that connection between it. Even in Limerick here, back in October, uh, Handala was painted uh, in different parts of the city, uh, probably most prominently in Arthur's Key. So it's just uh, that connection between it. But it doesn't have to be Handala specifically. I think there's a long uh, tradition as well on Bedford Row of people, you know, fighting oppression and, and racism. I think probably one of the famous ones, there's a plaque on the row for it, was uh, Frederick Douglass and other anti-slavery activists coming to Limerick uh, and sh- telling the people of Limerick about the conditions of slavery that uh, black slaves are facing in the United States. And similarly as well, you had Planksty here in the 1970s making international news by taking part in a cultural boycott uh, against racist bouncers, which eventually forced the venue to have to apologise for it. So right. there's, there's this long connection of anti-oppression. Okay. Okay. Um, so, right. So, um, who was Bedford? Bedford Row. Yeah, so the, the, the Bedford was the Duke of Bedford. He was uh, the Lord Lieutenant of Ireland in the uh, 17th, uh, 1750s. Um, so this is a question of, you know, do we want to go and continue linking ourselves to, uh, you know, the agents of our own uh, oppression or do we want to go and rename and reclaim uh, the streets for ourselves? And this has happened multiple times in the past in Limerick. Probably the most famous one is O'Connell Street. That wasn't always O'Connell Street. It was originally named uh, after King George. So I think, you know, th- this is not anything new. I think even the naming for the renaming of uh, what was George 
George's Street and what was Nelson Street, now Parnell Street, that that came out about as part of like a hundredth commemoration of the 1798 rebellion. So I think there is these resonances throughout history uh, with Limerick, with these either renaming or with uh, these struggles against colonialism and oppression. Right. And is it your experience that, and we all use Bedford Row, uh, those of us who spend any time at all in Limerick uh, regularly, we either walk it or we refer to it, that the vast majority of people have no idea how it got its name. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the case with most streets as well. I mean, you just know the street by its name. You don't know the history of it, uh, who it was named after. But again, the, this reclaiming does bring that up then. It brings through the process of, you know, who who was this named after? Do we want to continue naming it after uh, somebody who's responsible uh, as part of our own colonization and colonization across the world as well? Kind of the knock-on impacts that have led to the settler colony within Palestine uh, are as a result of the treaty that um, the Duke of Bedford helped uh, negotiate, which gave gave Britain uh, more colonies in America, kind of built up their power internationally, and then led to 200 years of their growth uh, as the kind of main imperial uh, dominating dominating country. Right. Okay, we're talking to people before Prophets Rory Fahey, who is a candidate in Limerick City North in the upcoming local elections. You will be asked to vote in that poll in June. As I mentioned, uh, independent Limerick councillor Emmett O'Brien is with us in the studio. So what do you make of Rory Fahey's proposal? Well, first of all, I want to wish uh, Rory the very best of luck in the local election. People before profit are at 3% for a reason. Um, you know, rather than worrying about a cartoon, you know, let's focus on local issues. Uh, local issues that affect Limerick people, taxpayers, ratepayers. Um, for example, the people that are working in Regeneron, the 4,000 people that are working there. This is a company owned by a Jewish, basically a Jewish-owned company with a Jewish CEO with huge connections into the Jewish American Congress. We have an appalling history in this country, in this city, of being anti-Semitic with the pogrom 1904. And we have to set an example and a picture to the international community and to the rest of Ireland, the European Union, that we're fair and impartial, that we're neutral, and that we're not a one single issue, and that we're not obsessed with anti-Zionism, anti-Semitism, or whatever the case may be. There's more going on in Limerick than that. And if we're that obsessed, if the... If our selling point is that we're going to rename a street from some English lord or duke, or as I call them, the ducks, to after a cartoon, we're really at nothing in Limerick, you know. Um, we're all appalled at what's going on in Palestine. We're all appalled at what the Palestinians supported Hamas did to Jewish people. Rapes to such an extent that like pelvic bones were crushed, murders, children beheaded. It's not really something that we should be really picking one side out or the other. And if you're to talk about neutrality or impartiality or trying to be fair-minded, look at what the ICJ said. They didn't determine any genocide against Israel. They didn't call for a ceasefire, which all the European radical leftists, the Trotskyites, the usual crew that are against everything and for nothing, trying to be trying to signal virtue without any virtue. They didn't even suggest a ceasefire. So... This really comes back to division, hatred, discord, disharmony. Um, And rather than picking a side, we should stay impartial. We should try and bring the sides together and call for, insofar as we can, and this is not our role as councillors, a two-state solution. But Rory, when he was, as usual, with with his other leftist friends in 
Arthur's Key Park called for the destruction of Israel. Well, that's not a great sign to be to be presenting Limerick, you know. Okay, well, let's give Rory the opportunity to respond uh, to that. Well, the first thing there, just on Regeneron having Jewish owners, I think it's really dangerous to conflate uh, Jewish people with the state of Israel. There are many, many Jewish people across the world who are absolutely appalled by the actions of the Israeli state. Uh, many of them outside of Israel, and even those within Israel, uh, are starting to oppose the state as well. And are, are you know a lot of them stayed back for so long because they were afraid of the repercussions. Uh, you see that people are losing their jobs over having the most minor statements of supporting humanitarian aid. I think even then on the idea that the ICJ didn't call, or the International Court of Justice didn't call for a ceasefire, I, it didn't call for a ceasefire in all but name. For the only way for Israel to not continue to commit acts of genocide is to stop uh, bombing and stop the invasion and stop the assault. So they need to go and let humanitarian aid in. They need to go and stop the uh, incitement towards genocide within Israel itself. And they have failed this uh, repeatedly ever since the judgment as well. I think the day after, maybe two days after, you had ministers from the Israeli government going to a conference talking about the colonization and settlement of Gaza once they have moved the people out of it. That is, that is very clearly genocide. There's also um, a border crossing that's been completely closed off, uh, not allowing any humanitarian aid through into Gaza as people are starving. Uh, I think there's like 19,000 children and, and, have made orphans and the, and so the, far. the yeah. councillor's point about calling for the destruction of Israel, Rory? Um, that's a, a strange way to take it. I mean, th- there's a difference between calling for a two-state solution and calling for a one-state solution. Calling for the destruction of Israel isn't really that. It's calling for a creation of a secular state, uh, a state that is not an apartheid state. There was a, a poll done recently where 70% of people in Ireland agreed that uh, the current situation in Palestine is a system of apartheid. So it is calling for the end of all of that. And the only way to do that, you can't have to, uh, a separated state of Palestine with parts of it in East Jerusalem, parts of it in the West Bank, parts of it in Gaza, parts of completely by illegal Israeli settlements. Um, so to have that, um, so for that to be removed, you would need a, a singular state to do so. There's, there's right. no way of having it in the current and, and, status quo. But also Councillor O'Brien's point that we are a neutral country. I mean, what's your response to that? I mean, the government's own response to that uh, during the uh, heightened invasion of Ukraine uh, was that we were neutral militarily. But we are willing to speak out for these issues. And I think that is what's agreed across all parties in Ireland, that we want to maintain neutrality. But it is more done in a way that we it's an act of neutrality that we do try to speak up and call out uh, war crimes to call out genocide when they're happening. So they're, there's, they're, they're not the same thing. I mean, to go and ignore that there is a genocide going on, that you know, 30,000 people have been murdered or missing, that nearly two thirds of uh, all the buildings in Gaza have been damaged. 40% of all of uh, its agricultural land has been completely dug up. You have mosques being destroyed. You have churches being destroyed. You have um, cemeteries being dug up, You know, completely erasing uh, the people from the land. I mean, th- there's no way you can stay silent on that. It's been a disgrace that the government has refused to join uh, South Africa's ICJ case. And even not even just join it, but even just to say in principle that they are willing to join it. That they're, we still have ministers in the government who are not... And saying this is a, a genocide, they're still saying we have to wait and see, even though it's very clear from the ICJ's report so far that um, you know there is acts of genocide being committed. Right, uh, we're talking to Rory Fahey of People Before Profit and Independent Limerick Councillor Emmett O'Brien is with us as well. The point about neutrality, Emmett, isn't it fair to say that neutrality when it comes to the Irish state is um, leaky in general, to put it mildly? It's a movable feast, of course. Um, 
and just like the government, uh, our leftist radical friends who converge on Bedford Row every Saturday, they were deathly silent when the Premier of China came here. The same country that uh, puts into concentration camps Muslim Uyghurs. Deathly silent, no protests when Saudi Arabia were flattening Yemen. No protests when Christians in Armenia were being subject to torture. No protests when Catholic churches were being burned right across Canada. So this is a one one single issue obsession with radical left in the West and in particular in Ireland, the people before for profit, who again, remind the listeners, are at 4% for a reason. So it's about anti-Zionism, apparently. But Israel is a Jewish state, so we've got to be very careful the little rabbit hole we go down. Now, um, Rory Fahey is standing in these mm-hmm. elections. You have been a councillor for some years, but you have chosen to leave politics. You won't be standing at uh, the next local elections. Yes, the look of disappointment in your face, Joe, is, is palpable, as I can see. Um, I used to always, I very much enjoy coming in here trying to give you the closest thing to a heart attack as I could possibly do, but I am. I'm stepping down after 10 years. I kind of had decided... Uh, sorry, I, I kind of had decided initially in 2014 that I'd do 10 years um, in any case. And, you know, my view is if you if you pick a number of things you want to do, projects you want to achieve, um, and if you can't do that within 10 years, you're, you're kind of drifting then a bit. That's not to say that politicians who are there after 10 years aren't fantastic politicians. I'm thinking great politicians like Bridget Teefee, my own great friend, and he's, he's a candidate in the area, Adam Teske, fantastic politician. Um, but after the last election, I decided in 2009 that I was going to give it another five years and I've enjoyed the last five years. Now it's been tough. COVID has, was particularly, particularly tough. You, you know, you, I think you know my views on COVID that it is, you know, everybody has their own opinion on COVID. The social consequences that I saw, pitting neighbour against neighbour, um, trying to turn people into informers, uh, the social isolation, elderly people dying on their own, heartbreaking stuff. Set against then what we think was a pandemic. That all caused social social unrest. And there's still the consequences of that are still there. I mean, there's a lot of anger in people, and rightly so, very angry at the government. Um, very and and is that leading to your decision? No, it's not really. I mean, look, I mean, of course, I, I, I came across instances of bullying and harassment online. I, I never really worried about that because I just blocked the people. But yeah. I mean... But there were, there were instances. What's, what's the, I mean, what ultimately, for example, are you definitely completely leaving politics? You're not going to say I, I'm not standing for the local elections and then put your hand up for the directly elected mayor? No, no, certainly not. God Almighty, I'm certainly not running for the directly elected mayor. I mean, if I did that, I'd be an absolute hypocrite. I mean, because I campaigned against it in 2019. I said out quite clearly in 2019 what what it was going to be, how much of a waste of time was going to be a complete... And you stand effort. over that point. Absolutely, and everything I said in 2019 about the only thing I've been correct about. Um, so so you, you don't, you don't believe that it has any merit oh at all, God, even though we're running an election for candidates? It's an absolute disaster waiting to happen. It's a disaster. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's a mayor without power. I said in 2019, if you don't have a direct elected mayor without power over health, policing, roads, planning, you're at nothing. And of course, give a, give a guess, the Fine Gael government won't concede any of that power. So the general election <coughs> is coming up. Would you stand in that as no, no, an no. independent candidate or with any party? No, no, certainly not. I mean, my, my, my close friend Richard Dunn, who's independent TD, he's a great TD. I'm a great friend of his. I support him the last occasion we ran against each other in 2019. 
Um, I ended up with nine and a half thousand votes and Richard, you know, was there as well. Uh, I stepped aside, didn't run again in 2020. Richard is doing a phenomenal job. I think he's going to get re-elected again. So it wouldn't be fair. Uh, and in any case, um, look, I have a very busy professional practice, um, personal life, farming as well. And, uh, you know, trying to keep all the balls in the air is fine. And, and that was a that was a hugely significant decision because I felt that I wasn't able to give the full 100% of the time and attention that I, I could to, you know, the constituents who in Kildama Palace, Kinrick, Corn and, and Adair area have been phenomenal with me. I mean, they voted again and again on two elections to, to return me. So, you know, when I, when I gave my word to them, I, I intended to do the best as I to, to, the best of my ability to represent them. Right, so you are going to... That's focus. not to say, Joe, that I won't be back in future. Okay. <laughs> so you're going you to worry, focus. Joe? Are you oh. worried? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always a little. Yeah. Uh, we, we, um, you're going to focus on being a barrister. You mentioned farmer. Mm-hmm. Your, your uh, personal life, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and maybe you're not saying never, 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 but you're not, certainly yeah. saying not imminently, and you won't be standing in this leg. One other question, mm-hmm. then, and you can probably say this with a degree well, of might become tra- a, ra- a radio presenter. You might. Absolutely. Handy, handy yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a very <laughs> handy number, and you try and do it. But uh, would you uh, agree or disagree? Agree with the notion that councillors who have to put so much of their time are underpaid. Oh, well, there's no question about that. I mean, it's, it, it, the basic pay and the basic pay that I, I, I took and the, the lowest level expenses over the last ten years is, if memory serves me right, comes in at about just under twenty five thousand, twenty four thousand euro a year, and it's essentially a full time job. Um, and the workload has increased dramatically since I got elected in two thousand fourteen. With continuous meetings and meetings and briefings and briefings and all the rest of it. And in reality, the actual power that we have is actually, it's, it's effectively zero because we're overruled by central government and a lot of it. But it, it's low. It works out less than, I think, an average, uh, the average industrial wage. Um, and if you want to get good good calibre candidates into it rather than kind of celebrity candidates and people who are just kind of drifting um, or, or, or single issue candidates, um, you know, the the pay has to be commensurate with, with, with what, you know, with, with, with what the average person is earning. Right. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us this morning. Wanted to spend a few minutes on that decision that you have announced not to stand in the upcoming uh, elections. That's independent Limerick Councillor Emmett O'Brien. And before that, uh, thank you to candidate in the upcoming elections in Limerick City North, People Before Profits, Rory Fahey. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.